Welcome to the Cheerfully Cheryl podcast. I'm Cheryl Simmons, your life coach bestie, helping you to build success, no matter what it means to you, while living a cheerful life. So grab your headphones or turn the volume up and continue doing you. Don't worry, I'll tell you when to take notes. All right, let's jump in. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back. In today's episode, we're exposing the power behind starting late. Did I just say that? The power behind starting after anyone else? Yes, I did. But by the end of this episode, you'll feel inspired and confident about starting now, even if you feel it's too late or that you're too far behind. Now, If you're listening to this podcast, you're likely a high achiever, the one that has been strangely good at nearly everything they try. I know you because I'm that person too, but what happens when you consider trying something that you aren't confident about? If you're anything like me and my high achieving clients, you likely put off starting or you don't start at all because of the feeling of possible failure that's stopping you. Now, you might feel confident enough to start, but when you're met with resistance or an inkling of failure, you pull back from giving it your full effort or you just stop completely. Why is that? Over the years, we've been conditioned to believe that your gut feelings tells you what is fun is good and what's scary is bad. This works in most flight or fight scenarios, but not always in life. When you consider doing something that you truly want or are invested in, you're going to feel a heightened fear, mostly because it involves you being vulnerable and the possibility of failure. Bad and scary feelings should not always be a sign that you can't or shouldn't do this. They're also an indication that you are doing something frightening, but worth it. I'll give you an example. I love going to theme parks, you know, like back when outside was open. Universal Studios is one of my faves, just after Disney, of course. But I remember last February speed walking through the crowds to be the first or at least not the last at the end of the line for the newest attraction, a roller coaster. You know, the ones that seem to go beyond the clouds and it's going so fast that you can't even hear the screams from the coaster. I made a decision to get on the ride, but while in line, I was anxious about what was around that next corner. Then you turn to see about 50 other people in front of you and another turn closer, but each turn you get closer, you feel more and more uncomfortable and start to question the decisions to get on. I'm getting closer now and I'm starting to hear the screams that I didn't hear before and they are loud. Is everyone else hearing this? Is no one else concerned? Now I'm finally there, past all those cool props and lights and turns, but just at the point before you get to that like mini line, right before you decide where you want to sit, I am a reserved daredevil, and I've just spent the better part of an hour with increasing levels of fear that this coaster is too much for me. Naturally, I choose to sit in the row right behind the first row. After all, I waited this long, so I might as well go big or go home. But not too big because the front of the coaster is statistically the first that will hit the ground, at least in my head, right? (laughs) Okay, now I can see there are other riders that have gone before me and they're getting off. They look shocked. They look dizzy. There's, There's one person like coughing and there was someone else in the front row that was passed out. I mean, part of me hoped that they were pretending to be funny, but in this moment, I didn't have a chance to consider it. 
I was thinking about abandoning ship. Should I just walk through the car out of the exit with the rest of the other dazed and confused riders? Oh, the fear is unbearable and I'm shaking. My friends are with me and I'm thinking about what they will think if I bail, what the people behind me in line will think. The people that just got off the car, are they going to be confused that this girl's right behind them? That is what you feel when you're about to do something you know you love or you think you'll love. All these feelings and thoughts come up to deter you, but what if those deterrents are just proof of your interest and excitement in disguise? What if people dazed in the car before me were just taking a breath to soak up the incredible ride that just happened before that? What if the shocked look on the riders before me was because the ride far outperformed what they thought it would? What if the person that was passed out was pretending just to freak out his friend on the road behind him? All the proof I had given myself that this was a terrible decision is now proof that it was an incredible decision. Except I didn't have time to think that far. I got in the car and I planned to walk through, but the ride attendant quickly blocked my way out of the ride while patiently tapping his foot and waiting for me to sit down so he could strap me in. And he did. The ride starts to move and I wait for those tiny coaster click, 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 click that makes you feel super secure as the coaster is going up while you count down to the big drop. Except this is universal, y'all. They don't do click, click, click on these top class coasters over here. The car just shoots straight up and I take a little turn and a mini dip and for a moment I think, oh, this isn't that bad until we plummet from the clouds to the ground with so much speed that I literally can't even open my mouth enough to scream. My heart is racing, and as we twist and turn, I open my eyes just a bit to make sure that we're still on the track. But who knows in the swirl of buildings, of ground and sky, after what's feeling like an eternity, we pull into the station, and I, like the riders before me, just sit for a second without the ability to move as I process the physical and psychological event that has just happened. The attendant comes by to help me out, and I dizzily walk towards the exit with only thoughts of joy and excitement and satisfaction, you know, really being there in the moment and not in my head. If I were only in the moment before getting on the ride, rather than being in my head and overanalyzing the possibilities of failure, for rather than in my head and overanalyzing the possibilities of failure, I would have had enough of the entire process. It's the same in our lives, especially around the big scary goals that we want to accomplish as part of it. If you are waiting to start something because you're nervous you won't succeed, let me tell you, there will not be a time you aren't nervous you won't succeed. Now, if you're multitasking, I want you to pay attention for a second. If you feel indifferent about the goals you really want to work towards, that means you don't actually want to do it. When you fear something, it's actually a sign of interest that you should get comfortable with exploring. Now, I'm not saying walk into any old dark alley or gracefully hop on some rickety looking roller coaster that you can tell no one has inspected in years. What I'm saying is this, start before you're ready because you will never be ready. If you're waiting until you're ready, then and only then is it too late. By the time you are ready, your body, your soul, your wishes and desires will partially be on the next big thing. The next big thing that is scary and the next big thing that is exciting. More commonly known as shiny object syndrome. 
A good way to beat the shiny object syndrome, SOS, is to jump confidently into that which brings you a bit of fear and live in the moment once you get there. This is what is said to be the secret sauce of those early achievers. You know, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, the child stars, those new college graduates that have somehow managed to make billions of dollars selling scrunchies and candles on social media. It's insane what they are able to accomplish and perfect in such a short amount of time. What they have adjusted to quickly is not the absence of fear, but using that fear as positive energy to propel them forward on their goals. They recognize the power of starting now while analyzing the people, the organizations, and the things that have come before them from a place of excitement instead of fear. In my roller coaster example, this would be analyzing the riders getting off of the coaster. In real life terms, this means Mark Zuckerberg analyzing the social media platforms that came before him and bailing because it seemed too scary. He didn't bail. What he did was analyze what the platforms that came before him were doing and focus his effort on being different, better, and more connected. While it's impressive that he and other early achievers have accomplished, while it's impressive what he and other early achievers have accomplished, it's important to applaud them. Better yet, cheer for them. I'm shaking my pom-poms right now. Cheer for them. Just know that that path isn't for everyone and might not be right for you. Rather than be discouraged by their success, let it inspire you because it's proof that you can do it too. Or you can use it as a piece of education or research to see what you could avoid and how you might want to be different. Now, if you aren't inspired to start now, even though it's a bit late in the week, in the month, and in the new year, then I want to share with you the many people who are considered late bloomers that have been extremely successful in reaching their goals and dreams who have made a significant impact on most of our lives. Now, Roy Kroc was 52 years old in 1954 when he started McDonald's. He was a milkshake machine salesman say that three times fast, milkshake machine salesman. And one day he happened upon a burger joint somewhere in California. And instead of selling the McDonald brothers, his milkshake machine, he bought the business. Now we see McDonald's as one of the greatest global franchises. Or consider how the beautiful JK Rowling had her lowest of lows, jobless, divorced, penniless, single mother. She thought to herself, I still have an old typewriter and a big idea. She went on to complete her manuscript for Harry Potter and it was rejected by every major publisher and then picked up years later by a tiny publisher who only made a thousand copies, 500 of which went to libraries. Now we know her and Harry Potter as impacting billions of readers and moviegoers worldwide. There are so many wonderful examples of late bloomers. Walt Disney, Albert Einstein, okay, getting into more people that you'll actually enjoy reading up on, Carrie Washington, Vera Wang, Viola Davis, Anna Wintour, you know the one the Devil Wears Prada is loosely based on? They all started late while also starting before they were ready. Now, if you see yourself having the success you desire and killing those goals while creating a life that truly brings you joy, then you need to start before you're ready because you will never truly feel ready to do something big and impactful. Cheer on those early achievers. 
One, because it feels good. And two, because they are paving the way for you, making your own path easier or at the very least providing you a case study to learn from or aspire to be. Late bloomers are a thing, and it's more common than early achievers. There's something special and unique that comes with the maturity of knowing exactly who you are and where you are willing to be flexible and where you're not willing to be flexible. That truly aids in a stronger path to success. And I want you to feel that success and experience it for yourself. And don't worry, I'm always here cheering you on. Well, if you're in a moment of fear and you think, no, you know it's something that you want to do, I want you to push beyond that and keep going. If you need backup, I'm here for you. I'm only a phone call away. You can send me a DM on Instagram, which is my favorite place to hang and get to know you better. Or you can visit my website, cheerfullycheryl.com. Until next week, my confident and courageous friends, have a beautiful day, a wonderful week, and a cheerful life. Cheerfully, Cheryl. Hey, did you know that there's a three-day goaltending challenge where you could win a Cheerfully Cheryl care package that has lots of goodies, including an Amazon gift card? The challenge takes you through three critical steps to achieve your biggest goals. Get started right now at cheerfullycheryl.com slash goaltending. And did I mention that it was completely free? Get started right now. Can't wait to see your wins. Cheerfully, Cheryl. Cheerfully, Cheryl.